0: The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now
1: your time for your show with your coach. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show. We have a special edition today. We're doing a New Year's countdown. All right, so we're going to wrestle in this new year. Um, all righty, if you have uh, just joined us and you're joining us live, and it's Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, it means that we only have a few more hours to go thirty three hours to be exact here in Los Angeles so um at the by the end of this show uh, eight hours um, Ahead of us is London, and they will start their 24-hour countdown. And I'd like to find out what city are you in? What city are you going to be ringing in the new year? If you'd like to Skype call me, I'm—I would love to hear your calls, and we'll put you on the show. My Skype handle is Linda Gross 1490. Linda Gross, 1490. Easy to remember. It's the same number as my my station ID. So um, just call. Let me know what city that you're calling from. And I'm going to bring in the new year. And uh, you will be uh, a winner of my book, Mastering Women. All right? Easy peasy. That's all you have to do. So um, if you... Um, missed last week's show, we were talking about men at work. It's not your dad's workplace. We had on my uh, sponsor and business attorney Michael Brown and he claims that it's being uh, becoming increasingly difficult to work with women with regard to sexual harassments, lawsuits, being PC, what to say, what to do. So my business attorney, Michael Brown, helps you navigate. All the new laws and all the new rules at work to make sure you are in a safe and secure place at work and doing the best at your job. So, if you happen to have missed it, you can listen to this show or any show um, always live or on demand. Very easy to find. Just go to Google, tune in forward slash Linda Gross, and you'll see my whole archive of shows. In fact, if you're new to the show, You might as well start that binge listening. (laughs) I understand that that's what some of my new people are doing, and I would love to hear your thoughts as well. All right, so for today's show, we are going to ring in the new year with comedy. We have my two guests today, comedians Mike Muratori and Matt Walker. So, um, Brett, could you please cue number one? All right, so that's Big Ben from London. All right, so let me, without further ado, let me introduce my two guests to you, Mike Muratori. He's a comedian. Um, You can reach him on his website, MikeMuratori.com. By the way, I'll have all of these links on my Facebook fan page, so you don't have to worry. I'll have all the dates, the links, the names. All that stuff. So, anyway, you just sit back, relax, and listen. Um, He's going to be joining us. And also, um, Matt Walker, and his tagline is, he's funny, he's nerdy, and he's gingery. Ooh, let's ask him about that. And you can find him on his website, funnymatt.com. FunnyMatt.com. also be sure to watch his movie uh, which is available on amazon amazon's prime instant video and the name of the movie is hater just like it sounds (laughs) Uh, the letter h the number eight and then uh, the letter r and again that link is already on my facebook fan page so um, yeah without further ado let me Uh, point you to that fan page. It's the same name as the show. Um, The Facebook fan page is the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. If you're a new listener and you haven't done so already, make sure you click the Like Page button, which is in the upper right-hand corner. Like Page. If you don't click that button, you won't get the notification. So if you do click it once a week, you'll get the notification of who is on the show, what we're talking about, what the links are, Anything that's relevant from the show, I uh, post it on that page. So um, that's where it is. So we're going to welcome Matt. He is a Southern California-based stand-up comedian. He tours frequently with Mike, um, who is seen on Operation Repo, and Stephen Kramer Glickman from Nickelodeon's Big Time Rush and Comedy Central's Workaholics. He's the 2012 winner of the Shorty Award. For comedian, recognizing him as the stand up comedian that best uses social media. He also has worked in radio for much of the past decade on Sirius XM and KLSX in Los Angeles. His debut comedy special. Hater is now available on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Google Play, and at funnymatt.com, and also now on my Facebook fan page. So you'll see him there. Welcome, Matt, to our show. How are you doing today? Hey, Linda. Great to be here. Awesome. Great to have you on board. Okay. And Mike, are you there?
1: I'm there, Linda. How are you? What's going on, Matt? You ginger god, you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, Matt. I mean, Mike. M- Matt and Mike. All right. So, Linda, uh, Mike, Linda, just make sure you, you keep your voice men up, men um, maybe even stand men, up. So Linda. we just want to hear your booming voice there. <laughs>
1: Linda, you are, you are like the men whisperer, Linda. You are a wealth <laughs> of knowledge that women need to find out in order to keep men in their lives. You, they have no idea of the depth of your knowledge. I
2: know. Why, thank you. And I know you know because you read my book. Tell the people a couple of words about my book. book. The book is awesome. It's called Mastering Women, and you can find this on Amazon and also my website, themensadvocate.com. The All right, well, thank you for that plug. All right, so we're going to get into. Um, I'd like to hear on Skype from my callers. Remember, everybody that calls today on Skype, it's Linda Gross, 1490. Linda Gross, 1490 they're going to get a free copy of my book. So how easy is that? So I'm collecting your stories today if you want to call in on your crazy, your awesome, your awful, your disgusting, jolly, extreme, stupid, outrageous, memorable, happy ending, no-I-need-a-do-over New Year's Eve stories. So if you have any that are like that, Um, We'd love to hear from you. We're going to take a quick station ID when we come back. We're going to talk about ringing in the new year, and it has a double meaning. So let's talk about that when we get back.
3: Do you have a business or are you
0: thinking about starting one? Do you have contracts, leases, and other documents that need legal review to ensure you are protected? If so, contact the law offices of Michael W. Brown for assistance. With over 20 years' experience advising clients on business matters, they provide practical legal advice to help you succeed. Their goal is to give the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Visit MWB-law.net or call 949- 96368128 That's the law offices of Michael W Brown 9496368128
4: Hey guys want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching.
1: On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk.
2: Let's talk about ringing in the new year. Typically, that means in most cities there is a countdown clock and some sort of bell goes off, and that's to signify that the new year has officially taken place. However, ring in the new year has a double meaning. It means putting a ring on it. So the most popular time for proposals is between the months of November and February. So anyway, all these holiday months all the way up until, I guess, Valentine's Day which would be February. Um, according to the not.com grooms are spending on an average $6,000 on engagement rings, which is up $500 from two years ago. But the breaking news on this issue is global diamond sales are down. Da, 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 da. Some of this downturn is because of the Chinese market. They had a stock market crash in June, which declined uh, consumer confidence. This event dipped the worldwide worldwide sales by nine percent so the diamond companies uh in order to reward you in their infinite wisdom they have decided to safeguard their brand and they are now going to increase the diamond prices by six percent isn't that special so um anyway they're saying that that the some of the domestic decline is because, quote-unquote, luxury items are becoming passe for Americans to showcase their wealth, unquote. I think that's BS. I think it has nothing to do with that. I think men in general are just not popping the question. They're just not really interested in getting married. Mike, what do you think? Think about this whole uh, down with diamonds thing.
1: Linda. I think men are afraid to get married now because, Women, and it's nothing against you or women in general, but women, from what I've been told from my friends, make it impossible for them to marry them. There's no upside for a man now to get married because of all the laws. They can lose all their money. uh, Their kids can be taken away from them. They can become homeless from alimony. And a woman at any given moment can just be like, okay, I'm done with you. And that's it. So, why would anybody commit to anything like that? A lot of my friends that are married are married to women from like Europe and Asia and other countries. They, they don't have any of these problems. So it's nothing against women in general, it's just what I've been told from my friends and I have about 400 friends. So they tell me this stuff all the time. And all my friends that are happily married are married to people outside the country.
2: So they have to go overseas to get a bride. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because my buddy married a woman from France. And my buddy is really successful. You know, he's a doctor. He's super successful. So picking up women in L.A. was easy. It was like a no-brainer for him. And he has the whole deal. The Porsche, the money, the house. It was effortless. The problem was he's from New England like me. And he just didn't trust them. He goes, Mike. I go on these dates; it would be like a job interview, and and it was ridiculous. He goes, What were they really bringing to the table? And he met his his wife in France because his mother's French, so his first language is French. Oh, so he, I guess he was a family member there. They met, and she speaks English too. She speaks English and French. His wife, and he couldn't be any happier. You know, wow. she lives here now with him, and it's perfect.
2: They have no problems. Yeah, I think this article is just a bunch of bunk. You could blame it on the Chinese all you want. I think really it's because men really have cold feet. You know, it's it's a lot of the laws are against men these days. In fact, I a lot of these topics I talk about on my show over the over the last several months. So um, I agree, it's really hard to find a good one. I mean, they, there are good good ones out there, but. You have to come across as the confident man. You have to know what you want, and you have to not be led by the woman.
1: No, and, and the problem is now, and you and I have talked about this in private, that if you're an alpha male, you're basically like, you know, you're basically like non existent in, in women's lives now. If you have an opinion or you say anything even remotely negative, or you disagree, you're basically ousted. It's like a, rich, a witch hunt. You can't <laughs> anything anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get that all the time, but I'm scary. So people tend not to do that with me. They, they know when to be quiet, because I don't play fight. <laughs> I'll, I'll end that conversation in three seconds. Yeah. And and I have nothing against strong women. You're a strong woman, we get along perfectly. Yes, I have we do. Against, I have nothing against women that are strong. The problem that I have with women now is women that act like men, and then they want to be treated like women, and they want the rights of both, that's not going to work out.
2: Yeah, that's not pretty. Yeah, I, I don't even think it has to do with strong or not strong. I think as a guy, what you have to look at is, the, the, probably the more important word is, is she secure or insecure? Because the ones who are insecure are the ones that are going to cause you 90% of the problems.
1: Absolutely.
2: I mean, if she's, you know, secure with her life, she has a good life, she's confident herself, she has a life going on, you're not her, you know, sunrise and sunset, you know, she's got other friends and family and, and, you know, things that she's working on aside from you, you know. So I think I would, if I were a guy today, I would look for the girls who are secure versus insecure because that's really going to tell you a lot right there there
5: are a lot of women out there where every interaction with them is like you need to come in and save them from something <laughs> and it's that's the worst i mean there was a girl who i went out with a couple times and it was like i couldn't take it every week it was a new crisis that i had to help her manage and it's like if you can't get your life together just to even like you know just because the laundry machine ate your quarters is not a crisis you need to call somebody over and and some people don't seem to understand that (laughs)
2: I know well you know there's a lot of guys that you know want to be you know captain let me save her so you know I think that makes a guy feel good I think inherently guys do like to you know come in and save the day but there's a line that's crossed today too often too often the guys cross that line and they end up in nice guy territory and or the woman takes advantage of them so it has a whole nother meaning that that being chivalrous and, and all that, it has a whole nother meaning today. It's just being taken advantage of.
5: Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and you know, they talk oh. about uh, you know, sales of diamonds being off, and I think that's because more and more men are realizing that uh, you know, the legal institution of marriage just quite frankly is set up in a manner that is not fair to both parties these days Definitely. and it makes no sense to get married when you can have a successful long-term relationship I know people have been together for 20 years without having to think about even getting married and they're just both perfectly happy and everything's fine and everything goes well uh, you know unless you're going to have children there's no point in taking that next step and buying a diamond and, and getting married and, and doing all that stuff from a legal perspective I don't
1: think
2: yeah yeah Mike did you want to chime in on that too
1: yeah, you know, in defense of everybody I know, I mean, Matt's a really nice guy. All my friends are nice guys. All of them. Except for me and maybe ten others like me. And Matt will better. <laughs> Women don't like the nice guy. I have more nice guy friends, Linda. Every shape, creed, color. And I'm talking successful. Like, serious money. Me? They like the bad boy. They want the guy that's going to choke them out and pull their hair and scream at them. I'm the master of that. I am the master of that. And it's the kind of thing where I think guys now are really fighting back. Like Matt. Matt's a nice guy, but Matt's not. He doesn't take crap anymore. When I first met Matt, he was a lot softer. Now Matt's a dude. (laughs) Matt's like, you know what? You don't like me? You're out the door, man. That's it. Wow, oh,
2: Matt, know. get it going. Well, wow. you know, it's, it's,
5: you know, it's not a confrontational thing. I just, I, I get done with people and then it's just, you know, next. I, I don't, uh, I don't put up with the same things that I probably put up with 10 years ago when I met Mike.
1: Yeah, because you know, he owns his space now and he just doesn't, he doesn't, he won't tolerate that. And a lot of my guy friends now that are nice guys are really fighting back. And they're just like, you know what? I'll just go to another country and meet somebody. You know, I got means. I don't have to deal with you. I'll go somewhere else. I'll get on Tinder. I think Tinder's great because Tinder has made dating so primitive and primal that it was totally invented by a dude. You have an ex and a heart. That's it.
2: Beautiful. Yeah, there's no way that it's not invented by a dude, right? There's just no no way. no it's totally very it's very five. guy friendly it's like let's get in, let's get out. It's like you know, forget the coffee, forget the drinks. I'm not spending two hundred dollars on dinner. you know here we go. You just swipe yeah. left or swipe right. <laughs> You're either in or out. It's like it's very linear. It's very masculine. Yes, that's cool. There, <laughs> It's cool. There's well, actually another one. As, a friend as I say of mine. In engineering. It's ones and zeros.
5: <laughs> a, a friend of mine is actually designing a new dating app that's coming out sometime in the spring. I think. Uh, yeah. And she's a woman, but her whole thing is everything is categorized. So you're going to be able to search by the exact specific things that you are into. There's like a hundred different categories you can sort by. So like if you want a brunette who's between five two. And five 5'4", who's uh, thin, who's into bondage, who also likes basketball, you'll be able to do a search and find people who match that exact profile. Wow. That's awesome. So uh, Mike can find girls who are into getting spanked and locked into dog cages and uh, should have no problems there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or, or, you know, they like to be – as I like to say it, Matt, they like to be scared into love. That's my specialty, I scare them into loving me.
2: Does that work, scaring
5: them? Well, Mike, Mike gets those women. There's something about uh, doing stand-up with Mike, where we go out and we do gigs, and the women who approach Mike after a show, they it's there's something about Mike where he attracts the women who want that to be done to them. Like Mike never goes out with a woman who doesn't want. To have weird things happen when they go when they go to it, uh, that's just how it is. I, mean, I think people can sense that with them, with one another. I guess I don't know.
1: Uh, you, you know, if this, Linda, if this can help you, I read the art of seduction. Have you ever read that book?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: I, I if you read the book, I am a demonic rake. <laughs> I figured out who I was. I am a demonic rake, and my whole thing is, I will get you through my voice and my command. And, like, Matt, I don't know what to do. You have to read the book, but I'm a demonic rake. Humphrey Humphrey Bogart was a demonic rake. Bruce Willis is a demonic rake. Jack Nicholson is a demonic rake. Um, It's a charmer thing. It's not so much our looks. It's the way we carry ourselves. And once I read that book and I started to apply the principles, I did really well. It was, like, effortless for me because I knew what not to do. Like, if I act, re- and Matt can, Matt can testify to this, if I act really audacious and crazy, I can pick a woman up. If I act nice, they won't even talk. It's totally yeah, I, th- I think you like, need to you do what works for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good to know what your style is and then just embrace it. That's what I do. Yeah, you know? I love that. I,
1: yeah, I mean, a lot of people hate me for it, but it's the kind of thing, I have very strict roles. I don't do the friend zone. Like, I have female friends. You're my friend. You know what I mean? I have female friends. But my thing is, if I take you out on a date and, you, and I tell you that I'm not interested in being your friend and you put me in the friend zone, I might leave you out in the desert.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I left a woman it. out in Joshua Tree.
2: Right. <laughs> With no telephone to Uber or anything else, no. right? Just, just, just so leave well, me out there.
1: <laughs> be forewarned.
2: It's to be yeah. forearmed, as they say. If All right. You, <laughs> I got yeah. it. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my two comedians, uh, Mike Muratori and Matt Walker. Right after the break, we're going to come back and talk about New Year's hangovers and drinking too much. Has that happened to you? you have any stories like that to tell us? All right. We'll see you back in just a moment.
0: What's your life like right now? Do you ever wish it could change? I have news for you. It can. Blue Dragon University has easy-to-use digital blueprints that lead to instant results, improve your weight loss goals, intelligence, career, and relationships quickly. Our simple, proven techniques at Blue Dragon University will cognitively help you perform better. Blue Dragon has the key. Check us out at BlueDragonENT.com. That's BlueDragonENT.com. Let's boost your life today
4: hi guys you have heard her on the men's advocate show linda gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself check out linda's book mastering women real truth about women that'll change your life forever linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want to keep her in four easy steps these proven techniques will make women just melt
3: Ready for a change?
1: Check out Fitness Inc. Magazine, Southern California's first magazine devoted to tattooed fitness models. From the beaches of La Jolla to the gyms of Los Angeles, we find you the hottest models in SoCal. We have a full line of athletic clothing, workout supplements, and the best fitness articles in the industry. Find us at fitnessinc.com. That's fitnessinc.com. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men.
2: Welcome back, everybody. You're on with the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my two guests today, Mike Muratori. Um, He was uh, actually on my show a few months ago, the end of September. If you go to the TuneIn app, you'll be able to uh, replay that show. He was hysterical. We had a barrel of laughs, and it was great fun. I wanted to give you um, the upcoming dates. Uh, Both Matt and Mike are going to be at a big event uh, coming in Glendale, California. California. It's called the 103 Lounge. The 103 Lounge, and uh, they're coming up on January 14 um, next month. All right. So that's January 14. As soon as uh, Matt sends me the flyers, I'll post that on my Facebook fan page. Be sure to check them out. That's uh, January 14. On January 21, they're playing the uh, uh, Mike is playing the Rampart Casino, Vegas. Bonkers Comedy Club. All right, that's a mouthful. Uh, that's January 21st. And then January 29th, uh, Pine Top AZ Lions Dan Bar and Grill. All right, so that's all coming up, and I'll have those dates posted for you, so hopefully you will check them out. All right, uh, Max Matt is back on with us as well, and we are going to uh, dive into... Do we have any hangover stories or day-after stories, Uh, you know, when you wake up the next day and you'd rather uh, chew tacks than be exposed to sunlight? Uh, I've had
5: many of those. Uh, There was (laughs) one time – this has to be 10 years ago, Mike, when uh, uh, I drank basically an entire bottle of Grey Goose on New Year's Eve by myself. And uh, I spent the next two to three days on Mike's couch under a blanket. Uh, I don't think I even got up for until, like, the second. I don't think I even got up on the first. I think it was the second oh, when I finally was Clint able to get Linda, off the couch and so went drunk. to go eat some burgers that night. But it was, it was brutal.
1: He was so drunk, he passed out in a woman's breast and fell asleep. How great is that? <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the girl was gracious. She, she was cute, too. Then... Him and my old roommate were screaming racial slurs.
5: Yeah, uh, it was Renee who was doing that. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I had to take a gangbanger in the other room, make him this very strong drink, and convince him that they were drunk and they didn't mean anything about what they were saying. Matt was <laughs> on my couch for literally forty-eight hours, unconscious.
5: Yeah, we, we were at a party eating goat stew uh, made by a bunch of Nigerians. It was it was yeah, an interesting of New you year.
2: were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goats, did yeah. really? <laughs> is yeah. That, is that yeah. with or without the bones? <laughs> oh, no, it had like
5: eyeballs and everything in the soup. It was yeah. crazy.
1: It had everything, in It had like eyes, and the meat was really tough. Like you had to really chew it. It was like chewing leather. It was really rough.
2: <laughs> hey, it was getting ready for your girl tonight. <laughs>
1: yeah, I woke up one time. I got drunk on New Year's Eve when I grew up in Connecticut. I woke up in a field. With my underwear on and a motorcycle that I stole. <laughs> I, ha- I have no idea how I got back. But I was laid out in a field near my, old mo- near my mother's old house with a bike that I stole. I had a belt. I don't know why I had my belt in my underwear. No shoes. I had burns from the mufflers, from the muffler riding the bike. No idea how I got
2: back. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, did the bike owner find you?
1: No, what I did is I wheeled the bike into a lake and just left it there.
2: <laughs> of course you did. Static <laughs> <laughs>
5: limitations is up a long time ago on that one, so it's okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, is uh, detective right? one hundred and one? You have to get rid of the evidence first, right? I left well, well, bike. Did was, my bike. <laughs> it was iced over,
1: and what I did was, is I rolled the bike out onto the ice where the ice was weak, and yeah. then the bike just like sunk through the ice and collapsed in, and that was the end of the bike.
2: <laughs> and thank God it didn't take you in there with it.
1: No, I rolled it out and just left it. It just collapsed into the water, and that was the end of the bike.
2: <laughs> oh, funny. All right. <laughs> what about you guys who are listening? Um, call me on a Skype call. We have a new feature now. You can call me on Skype. Uh, just go to the group call, and my username is Linda Gross1490, Linda Gross1490, and then just hit the group call button. All right. And you'll be uh, connected to the show. I'm waiting to hear where you are, to to hear where you are, what you're doing and how you're going to ring in the new year. And those of you who call, you're going to get a free copy of my book. So you better call.
5: Well, and I got to tell you this about New Year's. I think it's the most overrated holiday we have because all it is, it's an arbitrary day we decided on. There's no significance to January 1st other than we just decided it's significant. Everything is ten times more expensive for no reason. People – it's dangerous to go out. It's like incredibly loud. All these places are too busy. Like it's just the worst holiday we have now. Right. Really I'm, I'm going to try to go to sleep at 10 o'clock tomorrow night and just sleep through the whole thing. But I know my neighbors are going to wake me up with fireworks at midnight. So uh, that's why Rosh Hashanah is a much better holiday, the Jewish New Year, because they celebrate at sundown and they won't wake you up. That's
2: so true. Well, here on the West Coast, we're so lazy. We, most of the West Coast people – celebrate at nine o'clock because we're watching, yeah. you know, New Year's Eve in New York and, you know, apparently they do it better than we do it. Yeah. So why have another show? You know, even, even
5: Chinese New Year's better because they have dragons and dragons are cool. So I'd go with Chinese New Year instead of our, our New Year anyways.
2: <laughs> so uh, Matt, what would you rather uh, which one do you think is a worse uh, holiday, Valentine's or New Year's Eve? Uh, well they're both pretty bad, but <laughs> they are, uh, aren't they?
5: uh Valentine's is probably worse because you have to spend money that uh just for an arbitrary thing, like 'cause like you know if you if you are in love with someone and you want to go out and you want to take them and have a nice time you should be doing that anyways on just any given night when you just want to treat someone to a nice time and this is like a setup day where you need to actually do this kind of stuff I mean that's why for for dating the best thing to do is make sure you're single from just after Thanksgiving to just after Valentine's Day you avoid the Christmas pressure and all that hassle you avoid the New Year's date where you have to spend a million dollars and you avoid the Valentine stuff so start looking for women on February 15th that's when you should start uh, trying to date
2: again. Ah, uh, so do exactly opposite of what the article that I read at the top of the hour said. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what when, when most guys propose is uh, Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day, apparently. So, guys, if you're listening, do the opposite of that. Run for cover. I know a few years back, my mom had wanted to go to um, Las Vegas, and apparently v- Vegas now has, you know, everybody's in the street, much like um, New York, you know, Times Square. Everyone's in the streets. They've got their coats on. It's freezing and the ball drops and they have a big deal outside. So we figured, okay, let's let's go ahead and do this. So you're in the casino as long as possible because outside it's like 30 degrees, you know, in this weather. And we got out there and the ball dropped and I, I, I thought to myself, I mean, I did it because, you know, she's my mom and it was like a once once-in-a-lifetime event. She just, for some reason, she had a hair up her rear end and she had to have this done, so we got it done. But I thought to myself, never again would I do anything like that because unless you're with the person that you absolutely love the, you know on earth you know the person who is your world don't be doing this it's it's very depressing i mean i yeah, was happy I to like that share too. that moment with her but still it's like you know if it's not with the person that you're mad about don't do things like that cuz the, the aftermath is just too painful
5: a- anyone that goes to times square And stands out there for 12 hours, which is what it takes to be out there, is a moron. And I hope they freeze to death because that has to be the worst place on the planet for New Year's Eve. You're just in like a tiny little area. You can't move anywhere. Uh, You can't even like go to the bathroom. Like if you leave your little pen, you can't get back in. Like that just has – it seems to me like that's the worst possible place you could be on the planet.
2: Yeah, speaking of bathrooms, they interviewed people last year, and they said that they are not allowed to drink or eat anything for 12 hours. It's crazy. Because there, there are no porta-potties. There's nowhere to go. The shopkeepers aren't letting you in. The, you know, the Chinese restaurant that's open, he's not letting you in. There is yeah. just nowhere to go. I mean, I guess you could, you know, stock up on some Depends before you go to the countdown, <laughs> but outside of that, uh, really – you're going to freeze and, yeah, you know. Cause... I read that, uh, that the uh, Olive
5: Garden in Times Square is charging people $400 to go to their New Year's Eve party where you get your Olive Garden food for $400. Wow. Uh, and you get to hang out there in Times Square where you can eat and drink and use the bathroom. But 400 bucks for Olive Garden? Are you kidding me? That's 400 times the amount that you should pay to eat Olive Garden.
1: Olive Garden would have to rape me. For $400. <laughs> They'd have all to be paying would you as to much. <laughs> you know, right, I've, done, I've done Vegas New Year's about, what are we in, oh, 015, probably 14, 13, 14 years ago? I did yeah. that too. I did it in Vegas. It was all right. It wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't that great. And then I lived in New York City when I was in my 20s. I never watched the ball drop. I was never that close. Uh, I was kind of outside that area, though. And that area is heavily crime-rated. They cleaned it up a lot. But you'd have to be out of your mind to be standing in there. It's just so cold. And it's just, yeah, like what Matt said, it's brutal.
2: Yeah. Why go through all that? In fact, if you've just listened, uh, just tuned in, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You are on with my two guests, Mike Muratori and Matt Walker. They are comedians. They're coming to um, a show near you, so check out my website for those dates. And right after the break, we're going to be talking about Auld Lang Syne.
4: guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way.
3: The Law Offices of Michael W. Brown gives
0: the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Save this number now, 949-636-8128. That's the Law Offices of Michael W. Brown, 949-636-8128. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda
1: Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men.
2: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I want to let you know what our upcoming show is going to be next week. That's going to be Wednesday, January 6th. Wednesday, January sixth, we're going to be talking about poker. So uh, we'll have on my guest Todd Watellis. He's a World Series of Poker bracelet winner, and you want you will want to hear everything that he has to say. How he earned so much money playing poker, and he is a also a poker poker watchdog. So we'll learn about what he's up to. That's coming up next Wednesday. Um, I also wanted to say how grateful I am for a wonderful 2015. Thank you for inviting me into your life with regard to uh, my radio show and for boosting um, my page and and all my teachings and everything. And I thought I would go out with a little bit of a holiday cheer and a message for you, something for you to think about um, as you close out 2015 and go into Sixteen. So, um, Brett, can we cue two, please? (laughs) You were listening to uh, Britain's Got Talent contestant Paul Potts as he was singing Nessun Dorma, um, which is the opera from Turindo. And the reason why I played that today is the Italian words Nessun Dorma means none shall sleep. So basically, that's my 2015 message for you this year is don't take things for granted, Don't be asleep, don't be lazy, don't assume, just take the bull by its horns and do what you need to do, Um, find your moment, burst out of your chest, sing like the singer did and find your truth, find your way, find out what makes you happy and don't go to sleep. All right. Make it happen. So that's my message for this year. All right. So let's get back into um, other traditions for New Year's Eve. Uh, Guys, we're talking about odd lang syne. Do you have any odd lang syne stories or do you think it's a, a good idea to sing this song? Is it, you know, a crybaby thing? Is it too depressing? Is it just traditional and just sing it like, you know, what's your thoughts on that?
5: I don't have any clue about what the song's about. I <laughs> only know a couple of the words, and you just sort of go along with it because it's what everybody does. So I don't think there's any big
2: deal to it. Okay. How about you, yeah. Mike?
1: Half the time when I started to sing this song, I passed out from alcohol poisoning. So I know-
2: <laughs> <laughs> they say that most people only know the first line because you're probably right. They're probably so drunk at that point that they don't – they couldn't bother to sing the rest of it anyway even if they had to and even yeah. if you did sing the rest of it the rest of it is in irish so like who among us knows the correct lyrics that go along with it you know you gotta, you gotta conjugate all the verbs and yeah, whatever Is, is them in, in irish you know? are they singing it in Gaelic? or i mean
5: i don't even know what language it's from i have no <laughs> idea what the background is i don't know what it's about <laughs> it's uh like you know it, as far as new year's is concerned i'll just uh you know wake up at a decent hour, maybe watch the parade for a bit, watch some football, eat some chicken wings, and that's going to be a good New Year's for me.
2: Gotcha. So it was written back in the 1700s, and then it was just published right after Robert Burns' death, and then early variations of the song were sung prior to 1700 and inspired uh, Burns, Robert Burns, to produce the modern version. It's an old Scotch tune, and it literally means old long ago or in modern day terms it means the good old days. So were yesterdays all good old days? We have nothing to look forward to in the present or into the future. It's all, you know, some happy moment in our youth and that's the end of that's the end of our life. That's all we have to look forward to
5: I uh, I I would guess so. I mean, you know, some of these uh poets seem to think that so uh, I've been subjected to to many many times going to Robbie Burns dinners. Uh, being Scottish, then you go to these things and you hear uh, awful poetry while eating haggis,
2: and uh, it's not a good time. <laughs> yes, but it keeps you gingery, so that there it does. is a, there is a benefit to it. Yes, <laughs> um, Mike. Any uh, tra- crazy uh, New Year's traditions that you'd like to share, or recount some funny stories from before?
1: Uh, none that I can say on the air, Linda.
2: <laughs> right, we have to care. keep this PG. It's broadcast radio.
1: Right. Let's just say my New Year's Eve is going to be very, very interesting.
2: Oh, how interest it, interesting would that be?
1: Uh, you know, you know me. Think my bureau. Think of it in a dark adventure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, because you're the dark. What was your dark personality called? I'm a demonic rake. Demonic, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. Every time I think of you, I'm going to think of the Jack Nicholson approach. All right, I gotcha. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sounds about right for Mike.
2: <laughs> well, well, should I have the the Joker face on, or you know, would that be in one of his rom com uh, movies? I, I like I for you, Linda.
1: I like
2: more the Shining face with the axe. Oh, Shining. Oh, <laughs> yes. Now, do not you have- as good as it
5: gets, Jack Nicholson.
2: Okay, gotcha. Do you have yeah. the crazy demonic eye thing going on, too? No, it's all, in,
1: it's all in the <laughs> voice, Linda. It's, you know, it's I don't really voice. coerce them to do anything they weren't going to do anyway. I just suggest things.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike can talk women into doing just about anything if they're the right kind of woman. Uh, yeah. Like, the kind of woman who's into Mike is very open suggestion from Mike.
1: R- it was, Maddie, remember when, when I got... Jen Murphy to put Jen Murphy up. with the
5: Altoid, yes. Yeah,
1: the Altoid into her vaginal into area yeah. during a show, and then she went on stage and started screaming at me. It wasn't even a sexual yeah. thing. I convinced <laughs> her that it was a good
2: idea. <laughs> oh, you burned the house down, didn't you? Yeah. So to speak, her house. <laughs> yep. Sort of. Yeah, she's a friend of Hey, ours. I, ho- I hope the- it wasn't thing. cinnamon flavor. Oh, I think it was bitch. a regular
5: Altoid, uh, but that seems bad enough to me.
2: Because <laughs> yeah. those cinnamon flavors, they can be pretty fiery. It was. Pretty I guess fiery. new that's, meaning of cross. That's a lot of heat. That's a lot of heat yeah. in the oven. Uh, I- <laughs>
5: Yep, and if people are going to do something for New Year's, uh, this year is too cold, but I have done the whole Rose Parade thing where you stay out all night and do that, and that's actually not a bad time because you can go out and you can eat and you can drink and you can uh, just go party with a bunch of other crazy people. Right. Um, and this unlike year, New York,
2: we do have porta potties. We care yeah. about our citizens. Come on now. Yeah, they're places to go to. That, however,
5: I will tell you, going in a porta potty at 10 a.m. on New Year's Day after it's been <laughs> used all night is the most disgusting thing on the planet. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you might
2: as well just poop your pants. What? I'm sorry, Mike. What'd you say? Uh,
1: well, those porta potties, you might as well just go to the bathroom in your pants.
2: Yeah, well, just, that's what I'm just, saying. Just hold so, it till just, you can get home. No, it's just I'd wear it Depends. You can pee all you want. Who's going to know?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. You you can
2: try to do it with a straight face to see if they even notice anything, your friends. That's what I'm thinking. I think I might try that. (laughs) You know how sometimes being out in the cold makes you want to pee anyway?
1: Yeah, it forces your body to get rid of its uh, waste. So, yeah.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the cold weather, as Mike knows, so uh, anything where you have to be outside and it's cold, I'm, I'm going to take a pass on.
1: See, I love the cold weather. I can't take the heat.
5: This, this isn't skinny person weather right now. This, this is not I, – because I, I have a thigh gap. This is not my weather outside.
2: <laughs> you have a thigh gap?
5: Yes. What does that mean?
2: What's that? What does that mean?
5: Uh, well, no, that's, you're so skinny where uh, if you put your legs together, there's still like a gap between your thighs.
1: <laughs> wow, Matt. You are skinny, Matt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. If you've just joined us, you're on with my guests Mike Muratori and Matt Walker, I've enjoyed having them on today. Um, We're talking about comedy and ringing in the new year. Um, You know, where are you guys? You didn't call, so I wanted to, if you didn't call and you were too shy to be on the air, then Check out my Facebook fan page. Um, Hit me up and and just post your message as to how you're going to be ringing in the new year and from what city are you listening. I would really like to hear because I think uh, we go to a lot of places right now. So it's pretty cool. All right. So um, let's take the the new year out with uh, Auld Lang Syne. So let's cue uh, number four, please. Should all acquaintance. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for checking out my show. Please uh, share it with your family and friends. Mike, Matt, thank you for coming on the show. We'll have to do this again. And uh, I look forward to seeing you. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next year, next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Have a great 2015.